دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی خاطر روی زمین یک سرزارو به توی دروازه سرزارو بود گل به نام آسمان برای ایران بزنه کریم اصلی فر I welcome back to another edition of Gold Bazan podcast. Uh, I am your host for this episode, uh, Samson Tamajani. Uh, we have a lot to get into. Uh, we have been uh, kind of in a rush, uh, gathering everything there is to know about this Asian Cup draw that was just announced just a couple days ago. Uh, we have a great panel for you today with a special guest. First, we're going to say hello to the classic, Arya Alaverdi. Arya, what's up, man? Uh, pleasure, Samson. Good to be back on the podcast covering uh, the national team and another, another uh, competition uh, next year. And of course, uh, with me, another uh, of our regular panelists, uh, Daniel Kyle. Bonjour, mate. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's really good to be back after the, the World Cup. Well, this is a continental uh, competition that Iran uh, will be looking to finally break a sort of a curse on. And there's no better expert of the entire co continent to get than one of the guys from the Asian Game podcast. Uh, for that, we have with us uh, today Martin Lowe from At The Asian Game. Martin, what's up? Thank you for that introduction. And yeah, it's a, it's a massive pleasure to actually finally be on Golbazan. Um, long time listener. Um, and yeah, this is making my uh, dreams come true coming on to the show. So looking forward to it. Yeah. And, and Martin, it's you flattering from you, yeah. Martin. <laughs> flattered, flattered. Well, and you have your own individual Twitter. Yeah. Feel free to, to shout it out for, so uh, those who are listening can go follow. Yeah. It's uh, just at Martin underscore low underscore. So I'm sure you'll be able to find me. Right. And uh, of course, this isn't the first episode we've done in a while. We had one just last week with uh, Arya's individual uh, interview with a professional uh, player, uh, Paya Pichka, in the uh, second division of Sweden, one of the up and coming uh, legionnaires, uh, this time out of Sweden, in the same, you know, it's kind of a similar situation that. Uh, we saw Saman uh, Khodus, uh in a, a few years ago, only, uh, and Arya had a good conversation with him. Uh, Arya, for those who haven't listened yet, uh, pretty good episode, yeah? Yeah, great episode. Uh, nice little interview with Paya Pichka, who actually played in, in the Alsvenskan last season in the first year. Um, talented midfielder, hope to see him uh, get in the national team. Um, it's a position that we need reinforcement in. Um and you know it's it's a no, it's a um, it's a no brainer for me to get him involved at some point uh, in the course of the season that he gets involved at some point. Right then, and also just a quick housekeeping item for those keeping track of all team Ali, uh team Ali squads. Uh, the U seventeen team has been in action recently. They had two friendlies with Saudi Arabia U seventeen played in uh, UAE. Uh, and they drew both of those. First one, uh, nil-nil. Second one was one-to-one. -one. They are in the U-17 Asian Cup 
next month. I believe it is beginning June 17th. They are in Group B along with Qatar and get this South Korea and Afghanistan. Kind of kind of a group of death when it comes to uh, the Asian giants. Uh, and we'll be following that along closely, keeping you updated with all of that. Uh, as for the Senior Asian Cup, that draw took place just a few days ago at the time of this recording. We have uh, Iran in Group C. They were in Pot A, or Pot 1, whatever it was called. They are grouped with United Arab Emirates, Hong Kong, and Palestine. This is uh, the uh, first game will be opened up against Palestine, potentially the uh, easiest to them, or Hong Kong. Then Hong Kong, and then the toughest match, arguably, against UAE. Uh, just a little bit of a, a background uh, from that uh, 2019 Asian Cup, uh, UAE were the hosts. They won their group. Uh, and then, uh, Ari, you might have to help me out on this. Uh, UAE, they advanced all the way to the uh, to the semifinals. They lost to Qatar, blowing out 4-0. Things out at hand uh, in the semifinal. And then Qatar, of course, went on to upset Japan in that final. So uh, first thing, we are uh, going through... Um, just just the, the initial reaction, guys. Uh, do we think this is the uh, easiest group that Iran could have had uh, of UAE, Hong Kong, and Palestine? Arya? Um, it's a good group for Iran. Um, you know, it's... Well, I mean, let's be honest. Um, Iran are favourites, no doubt about it. Uh, regardless of which group it was been, Iran should always be favourites. When you look at the rankings, when you look at... Uh, they got to the semifinals in the last Asian Cup. They, they should be favourites, but Asia's uh, football is is always improving. Uh, we saw it in the last qualification, like for example, Lebanon. Um, Lebanon caused us some issues. Uh, you know, at, at, you know, away from home, they almost beat us. We we got a, a lucky two two one victory, but you know, they could have easily lost that game. Um, so you know, a lot of and even against UAE, we only won one nil. Um. So ultimately, Asian teams are very much improving. Uh, we played Hong Kong as well, actually, in the early rounds of qualification last time. Uh, we, we did beat them, but, you know, it, it wasn't, I wouldn't say the easiest game in the world. Um, you know, we had, to, we had to fight for it. It wasn't easy. Uh, and then Palestine. I think Palestine, you know, uh, slowly but surely started to get back uh, a little bit uh, to what they want to maybe be at as a, as a nation, footballing-wise. Um, uh, maybe, obviously, last... I don't know, 10 years, they've not had a lot of success. But, you know, maybe slowly but surely that this Asian Cup will be a good uh, stepping stone for them to kind of build. I completely uh, agree with Aria. I think uh, the expect expectations are uh, really uh, simple. We we have to top the group. Uh, but apart from that, it, it, it's never easy because teams uh, in Asia knows us uh, very well. And, um, and I think the last game against... Uh, UAE could be the the more difficult them in this group stage. It is important to to take uh, those games very seriously because in Asia there is a, a real difference of level between uh, um, average teams and uh, South Korea or Japan or or uh, Australia. So so when we will meet them if we make it uh, through the the group stage to the knockout stages, well. We saw it uh, at the last Asian Cup. There is a real difference of level, and it will be important to be ready. 
Yeah, Martin, I'd like to get your initial reaction upon scene group C. Um, I agree with you in terms of, from an Iranian perspective, they probably couldn't handpick a better draw. I think only Qatar probably had a, an easier draw on paper, and we kind of dubbed it as the group of life, but that was mainly based around Qatar going into this in ropey form as well. Um, I do think there is prospects for an upset within the group, and that will depend on how kind of Iran settle with a new new coach. And the same would be uh, the case with UAE, who have now who will now go on to a new coach. They've decided that their existing coach, Rodolfo Arabueno, um, his contract isn't going to get extended past the summer, so there'll be a brand new coach in place there. Um, and then you've got two teams that are really kind of got very little, I suppose, expectation of kind of mixing it with a group. However, they're in good form in terms of Palestine, um, a lot more consistency in the in the bag. They've got a couple of um, now kind of Asian class um, uh, footballers who will be wanting to make their name on the on the continental stage. So I think they could probably potentially cause a problem, um, maybe not for Iran, but especially for UAE. I'm, a, I'm looking out for them to kind of challenge them for a second place so if they can get in the first match i don't know struggle try and challenge for a draw against iran that would be quite interesting um and then hong kong who uh, are back in the asian cup for the first time in over 50 years they're probably not much different to when iran played in the beginning part of world cup qualification they're probably going to have the same kind of mentality of trying to hang on against iran but there are a couple of kind of interesting players within that, um, and the new coach, Jorn Anderson, has been uh, kind of a stabilising factor within that. So as much as Iran potentially are going to get unaffected by this, I think the group itself is going to be quite exciting to see who's going to join them in that. Yeah, there are some question marks with how these teams are preparing. They obviously won't get the best uh, preparation, uh, although they've, they've gotten so. I mean, for, for the qualification, at least, uh, last year, Palestine, they got through Mongolia, uh, Yemen and the Philippines. Uh, since then, this year, I believe the only result that I can see right here is that uh, they uh, beat uh, Bahrain in a friendly that was in Bahrain, and Iran has had its own history with Bahrain. Um, Palestine hasn't had a history of giving uh, other Arab teams uh, some trouble, and uh, Hong Kong, of course, they have a pretty decent um facilities in that city but again it's it's a it's a small country it's 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 technically not even a real uh a country as much as they'd like to, to fight for but um there are some question marks and then of course you know what kind of preparation can iran get they, they have the the kafa cup going on but yeah uh so nothing that is determined today is an absolute uh certainty although the expectation of course is for iran to win the group which most likely, assuming UAE can get it done in the first two matches as well, will have to be decided in that UAE uh, match. So is the expectation, guys, to easily get through all three matches then? And even though that first place could be decided in the final game to easily get past UAE, I'm sure that's the expectation in the camp, but um, should we expect that? Yeah. Yes, we should. Uh, yes, we should. And... Uh... Um, as I said, um, in the Asian Cup, we have really different level uh, teams, and uh, it, it will be very important to 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 go to go in seriously, to to not uh, lose any confidence. It doesn't mean that if if we don't win all three games, that we can't go uh, till the end of the of the. I, I mean, till winning the cup. Uh, we saw it for Argentina during the World Cup. They 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 lose their first game. 
uh, France in uh, 2018, uh, they didn't win all three games. They they rested a bit uh, against uh, Denmark in the last game. So, yeah, but but it's important to take it seriously and that that the whole squad is is ready to for the for the big games that are coming ahead. Especially in the quarterfinal, we can have a, a really big team against us. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you know look at the look at Iran. Uh... You know, if you look at them since, since the World Cup, you know, we played against Russia, uh, we did pretty well. When we came up against Kenya, now people were already saying that we should absolutely blow past Kenya, and we didn't. You know, we, we almost probably should have even lost to them. You know, and, and the, the thing is, as Martin said, it's all about whether or not, um, you know, Amin Nui is the guy who's going to take Iran to success, or is he just there to kind of build off of whatever we did in the World Cup. And I think the reality is the only expectation we can have for this national team is to go out there, uh, perform to the best of their ability and hopefully get to another semi-final. I don't, I don't think that Iran have really got uh, shown, especially since the World Cup has finished, um, you know, that, that the Federation is not showing anyway, that you know, we are preparing for uh, a, a competition that we want to win. I don't think so. Uh, you know, if we're going to play, we're going to come on to it later on in the episode. We're going to play against um, Afghanistan as a preparation in June. That to me signals that they aren't serious enough to suggest that the goal or the objective is to go to the final and win it. That uh, that's not a. It's not realistic anyway. You know, as a when you prepare for an a, an, a, an Asian Cup. That's going to include countries like Australia, Japan, South Korea, who are definitely going to come in prepared. Uh, you know, South Korea have just uh, brought in Klinsman as a head coach, whatever you want you can say about him. But, you know, at least they brought in somebody who they feel like can can improve their, their footballing chances. I don't think it's true, but, you know, I don't think that necessarily Karanoi is at that kind of standard either. But the re- reality is, I don't think that Karanoi really is the guy who can bring uh, success to this national team. But that that's not for for me to say. You know, the players might might do something else on the pitch and it could be a surprise for us. But at the moment in time, in my opinion, I don't see this national team being prepared to, to make the objective a win uh, in, in Qatar, unfortunately, which is a shame. Well, me. there there haven't been any announcements for any friendlies past this CAFA Cup in June. Is, is that right? I mean, just 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 like we no. didn't have any, yeah, just like we didn't have any uh, news of the friendlies uh, going into the World Cup uh, yeah. in the autumn uh, this time last year. We had from April to June waiting for these things to come up, and then eventually yeah. it was Canada didn't even happen, and then uh, another uh, another uh, friendly in, in June and it ended up being just one, and I think it was the Algeria match that mm-hmm. uh, was a loss. So, um, you know, it, the Asian Cup is not on the same level as the World Cup, but there's still yeah. an expectation given the fact that you are a favorite. And- Martin, I've got a question for you just in regards to, to other nations, because you look at countries like Japan, for example, who are definitely investing in their football. When you compare it to how Iran have done over the last couple of years, do you think that they are definitely more serious about 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 this competition or do you think that Iran are still serious but they just don't have 
the funds to do so? I think obviously with the Asian Cup move into the winter rather than what we should be kind of preparing in the next couple of months to be going to the Asian Cup in China um, until it was moved to Qatar and then moved to January. It, it falls in a really odd place in terms of World Cup qualification for 2026 will have already started by that point. So when you talk about preparation, I think this falls into the hands of a lot of smaller teams. So Palestine, for example, who have quite regularly had difficulty in organising competitive friendlies, even to the scales of Iran's kind of troubles. They won't have that kind of difficulty this time because they'll already have scheduled matches ahead of time to kind of prepare for this. How that kind of links with how the ambitions of the kind of elite in Asia goes is when do you do that transition point? Always the Asian Cup's usually the end point of a four-year cycle where Japan, uh, Australia, Iran, etc. are going to go for the title. We've already seen from Japan um, and a little bit with Korea in terms of bringing through some younger players in terms of who are, the, who are going to build this side around going on to 2026 we can't wait until after the Asian Cup until we start building the team around that and that'll be my biggest question for Iran going into this it's clear that Iran need to start building around some of these younger players for the next four years the same team can't be the same team that goes to America in four years time if they're lucky obviously at that stage so do they do that now or do what I expect them to do is they've given Galanohi um, a contract until January they want him to kind of go to the Asian Cup and do as much as they can with the existing cohort, which I think is a positive sign because they're already an assembled team. Um, they're a team that know the way they play and they're not probably at the peak as they were probably four years ago, but they're a team that hit in kind of the top levels and then start to have the phase through of younger players in the next four years. Whereas I think potentially Japan, um, Korea, on the other hand, because of that success at the World Cup, are probably looking four years down the line and kind of saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be an ambition to win the Asian Cup, but they're going to have at least half an eye on the World Cup qualification. It looks from an outsider's perspective that Iran potentially will have two eyes on winning the Asian Cup, and then they'll reassess where they need to go in the next four years. Which I think is, is the issue here, because I think, in my opinion, I think as I said on the last podcast, I don't personally think that the Asian Cup should be Iran's kind of objective at this moment in time, because the reality is, this Asian Cup comes a little bit too soon for these younger players. Um, you know, some of the younger players coming through, they're very unex- they're not, not experienced enough. And unfortunately, as we mentioned, we're not going to have the, the, the level of friendly matches that gives them the experience to go on and potentially win an Asian Cup. That's the issue here. It comes too soon. If it maybe was, if it was next year, the year after, it would have been great because they would have played some matches. But the problem is you're bringing in a new coach and you set an expectation of going and winning an Asian Cup and, and also bringing in young players after a World Cup that was unsuccessful, but you're not going to get them in enough time to play, you know, and we're still kind of bringing in the same players we had in the World Cup. So it is an issue in that sense, because in my in my view, the World Cup really is the only uh, goal that Iran can strive for at this moment, because it's, it hits a good time frame. The Asian Cup is too soon for me. I don't know what you think, Daniel. In terms of well, uh, there, there, there are two points that uh, that are interesting in what you're saying. Uh, the first one is um, when uh, your players uh, are not playing um, in great leagues, when uh, your uh, national team isn't preparing well for those competitions, when you don't uh, uh, build up on uh, young players, 
well, on your side, uh, well, you can do a lot better. And, and those topics are not answered well for your national team right now. We don't have a good preparation. Uh, we have some players playing in, in Europe, but uh, really a few of our players really know what is a high high level football um and uh yes we, we don't really we, we've seen several coaches uh during the last years carlos Queros was trusting some youngsters and build, building around them but since then it is a bit a uh, bit more difficult and on the other side so this is on iran side and on the other side in um, all the organization around the asian cup um, I'm living in Europe, I find it weird that uh, the Asian Cup is just six months after World Cup, and it's during winter, so it's based on uh, on the Asian uh, calendars. But for the players that are playing in Europe, it is actually very bad because they have to 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 cut their season and and not uh, play with their clubs, and that that could be a a step backward back, backward. Uh, regarding the the club, so it's putting them in a difficult position. And for example, the Euro Cup in um, in Europe is uh, is in, in, during the summer, so so it doesn't affect uh, their season. And it is uh, every four years too, but it's between two World Cups, so it's uh, much better if you prepare on a long term perspective. You don't have the the cycle you were talking about, Martin. This four year cycle. And uh, you can, easy, in an easier way, prepare uh, your team to always face high-level football. Because as I said, I think we'll, we have some difficulties on, on this yeah. point. Could they have made it, Martin, in the summer next year? I think maybe the yeah. climate would be too hot, obviously. Qatar, yeah, but... it's, it's the climate issue rather than anything else um yeah, yeah. i suppose theoretically they could obviously they would have liked to have got the asian cup out of the way before uh, the next world cup qualification cycle started but that wasn't doable from a climate perspective i doubt they would have uh, delayed it another six months and then you're kind of getting into that kind of trouble which daniel was mentioning in terms of having two years on two years off um Obviously, the last kind of well, Iran booked their kind of place at the Asian Cup kind of good two years ago as it is. So it, it feels a bit out of kilter as it is. But we'll probably have the same sort of issues with Saudi Arabia being the next host in terms of it'll be a January start um, for the Asian Cup. But at least we, I suppose we'll have a summer World Cup the six months previous before that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the never ending question of how do you build um, a kind of an Asian Cup? Uh, calendar because on one hand you want that consistency of um, playing regular quality football all the way through but you also don't want to have um, a world cup qualification uh, campaign followed by an asian cup qualification campaign against smaller teams where you're not developing on a regular basis i do think asia have nearly got it right there's a couple of tweaks around the edges that i would probably do but in terms of having round two where you play the smaller teams you can probably develop a little bit more of your young players in the early stages and then you've got that round three against the big teams on a regular basis but the problem is that you've got it all shoehorned in right at the end you've got a world cup and an asian cup within six months and you've kind of got a, a long lead in on that um so there are pluses and minus from it but i think probably iran can probably take it to their advantage how i would do it from an ex outsider and obviously i've got less meat in the game in, in terms of because i'm not an uh, iranian uh, fan or anything like that but 
kind of using this as kind of the perfect opportunity to bring together the existing team as it is and kind of make the best potentially you can do and start to breed through some of these young players, especially in the early days of World Cup qualification. You'd expect those first two matches in November this year to be against um, weaker sides, for example, which I think would be a good opportunity to test how we're expecting Hong Kong to play, how we're expecting Palestine to play and build it from that. Use the calendar to your advantage. Um, and I, I completely understand that Iran probably won't get to play a big team or a, a team that's actually going to come at them in the next 12 months. But that's probably not going to be the kind of opposition that they're going to play when they get to um, to Qatar. And they've already had the experience of playing England, etc. about these teams that kind of come on to you. So they've probably got that kind of balance in play already. So with that being said, uh, should the expectation for us at least still be for Iran to win the whole thing, uh, not knowing exactly for sure that Galanoi will be the guy, his contract goes to it, uh, but assuming it is Amir Galanoi as the head man, should we expect uh, Iran to break through and head to the final again? The One of the, the clear favourites for it, um, it I think... Outside, my my tip at the moment would be Australia or Japan, just mainly from a consistency point of view. I don't necessarily believe wholeheartedly in either of their coaches, but at least it's a coach that has stayed there through the whole cycle and has gone through the World Cup and has had that success. So I think they've got more consistency going into the World Cup. <clears throat> then you've got on the outside Iran and Korea, both very capable uh, teams, but with new managers. I've still kind of yet to be sold on either of those yet. So we'll kind of see that. Saudi Arabia are always going to be my kind of uh, dark horse for the title. And um, now that Herb Renard's uh, exorcists, again, that's a big question mark that uh, lies ahead of them. So I'm going to go for kind of real boring consistency and say Japan and Australia are probably in the best place. Um, and if I had to pick one of them, it would be Japan. But I think this is Iran's last time to really go out with a bang with this golden age. Um, whether you see it as a golden age, it's probably an age that's been unfulfilled. Um, but I still think they have the opportunity, especially on the right side of the draw in terms of if everybody comes top, they'll meet, uh, they won't meet Japan, Australia or Saudi until the final. So, Maybe it's the opportunity they needed. And Danielle, will we do it with uh, Illinois as the manager? Well, uh, it, it, I wouldn't have uh, chosen Illinois uh, as a manager for Iran, but uh, since he has been chosen, I think uh, we should give him some some months to see how the team develop, how the players, how. Uh, the players as a team uh, develop together and what is the, the project on the pitch? How do we play? Um, it will be interesting to see how how it how in our next friendlies will will be doing. But uh, yes, um, for now, I'm just uh, I, I would just say uh, wait and see. You know, Karanoi, you know, he's he's a coach who has come in to do a job. Simple as that. He's not coming to win something. He hasn't come in to, to improve the nation's football at national team level. He hasn't come in to bring in, you know, tons and tons of new talents and start bringing a new crop of, of foreign-based players. And it's not it's, that's not his his job. That's not what it entails. His job is to do a job. Simple as that. Come in, coach the national team, and stabilize. If that's even a case, if a, you know, if he can even do that, 
Great. Has he done that so far? Um, uh, no, no, he hasn't. The reality is he hasn't because there's still uncertainties. There's actually more uncertainties now than there has ever been, really, because we don't even know if we're going to have uh, a team prepared enough to face, uh, again, what Martin mentioned, South Korea, Saudi Arabia in the final. I think Saudi Arabia currently, in my opinion, are probably a more uh, in-tune team than Iran. When you look at the overall picture, how they played in the World Cup, how how motivated they were as a nation, um, I think you know, yes, South Korea. I can say I don't think Klinsman is a great, a good, a good appointment for them. But again, they've beaten us, uh, you know, recently. You know, we looked horrible against them in Seoul. Uh, Japan, always a favorite. I don't see how Japan won't comfortably get to a final if they really play to their best best standards um you know they got some fantastic talent all over the all over europe and australia who i think have been again have shown some great things you know they had a decent world cup and you know i think again a nation that seems to always want to improve uh their football bringing in good young talents i'm not trying to be i know people are going to say aria has been overly critical of, of iran i think Yes, I am, and I think I've, I've 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 kind of given my reasons as to why I'm being critical. I think we as a nation have big expectations of our football, uh, rightly so, because we're we're, we're I think we're, we're top. So I think we're we first in Asia or second in Asia now. I don't know if we're first or second, but Still second, yeah, second behind Japan. Exactly, you know, and, and you know we should have expectations. You know, we we qualified very comfortably for the for the World Cup. You know, very comfortably. You look at the results. No problem, but it's not good enough for us. It's not good enough. That's just the reality. You know, we we should have went to this World Cup with a a better performance. Kairos unfortunately didn't get didn't give us that. Bringing Galanoi, I don't think he'll give us that either. But I hope he does. That's the reality. I hope he does. And the next few months will kind of set the course for that kind of preparation. What players does he bring in? Does he choose to have a camp that's more developmental? After this camp, he claimed kind of was, but it wasn't really. I don't, I don't think it was with the, these matches that we had. We didn't exactly like the player selection uh, in terms of the guys with only a few caps. Uh, setting the record straight of the how the bracket uh, forms with this Asian Cup, uh, and 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 Martin, feel free to correct me if I if we have this uh, mixed up at all. But the winner of Group C, if Iran wins the group. They would face the third place team in, I think, either Group A, B, or F. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So you'll be playing a, a third place team. Obviously, it's it's impossible really to guess which group they will come through, and it will depend on kind of head to heads and what have you. So, but yeah, they play a third team, so a weaker team as such. In, in the round of 16 um and then then i suppose it gets a bit tougher from that perspective if korea uh, win their group um uh, and, and it could potentially play iraq if they come second in their group um it's one of those two teams in the quarterfinals um and then potentially if you're looking at kind of favorites and uh, what have you it'll be a qatar in the semi-final um before playing one of the big boys on the other side of it so as i mentioned japan and australia being on the opposite side of the group as well as um uh, grid um as well as saudi if everything goes to plan and everybody wins their groups which never <laughs> never materializes that way but i think 
given that there are kind of clear strengths in those top tier teams, I can expect that probably most of the um, the big boys will win this league, uh, win, win their groups. And then to be honest, the runs, uh, run to the final isn't too bad. Um, you're always going to have to play some good teams eventually, but I think it gives them time to ease themselves into it. Yeah, I, I see that here. The third place between group A, B, and F. So so third place of group F would be uh, probably yeah. Oman. I think group B is the one we're trying to, yeah, I think group B is the one we're trying to like avoid because there's Syria and Uzbekistan who've got you know they've got some experience uh, with beating Iran or doing well against Iran or you know we played Syria Uzbekistan a million times in friendly matches over the last few few years so they should know how to play against Iran <laughs> so you know uh, you know we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it's close. Sometimes it's not close at, at all. Um, a, any other uh, comments uh, as as far as the, these other favorites go? We haven't mainly we maybe haven't even given enough cr uh, credit uh, due to uh, the other team. Qatar is is the uh, reigning champions. Um, there is of course uh, Australia that hasn't had the uh, chance in the they didn't get their due in the in the final. Uh, it was Japan and Qatar. Um, so several favorites that... And you got to mention Iraq as well, you know. Iraq, yeah. They're building a great, great, great youth uh, system at a national team level. They won the Asian Cup, the Youth Asian Cup uh, recently, uh, U20 or 21 or U19, I think it was. Uh, you know, fantastic performances. And I think they're going to be another dark, dark horse in this competition. Um, I'm excited to see how they get on. Sure. All right. Uh, are we good to move to some of the fan submitted questions then, guys? All right. Yeah, uh, let's go for it. So just uh, going through some of these uh, questions that were submitted to us uh, through social media, we really appreciate it. We love the engagement on social media. Always uh, look forward to your questions. Topo Lab on Instagram asking, is 24 teams, uh, 24 teams too many to have? I don't think so. I think uh, AFC, the, the the confederation as a whole, has so many. It would be really selective to not give some of the smaller not, nations a chance. Not always, be, not always been 24, no? It's was not been 24. It started with 24, I believe, All right. the last, last year. Last, yeah, last uh, time. In, 20, in 2019, which kind of opened the door for Iran to win 5-0 against, uh, against Yemen. Uh, but at the same time, it, 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 it allows more of a, of a of a cushion maybe for some of the, the, the favorites while giving the smaller developing uh, countries a, a chance. Martin, I'm sure you'd probably agree with that, right? Yeah, hundred percent agree in terms of uh, the exposure that it creates. Um, so the, the pop four this year, India, Tajikistan, Thailand, Malaysia, Hong Kong, and Indonesia, some of them are the most exciting teams in Asia at the moment, and they are progressing at a rate of knots that we wouldn't have seen if we wouldn't have um, expansion of uh, the Asian Cup. Um, as you mentioned, kind of like last uh, the expansion, the first years of expansion, you had the likes of Yemen, etc., kind of um, North Korea qualifying those kind of last pots, and they were teams that you you could predominantly see as whipping boys as such. But you've seen that kind of change over four years. The the kind of coverage, the exposure of this game. So two teams to pick out, Kyrgyzstan and Vietnam, who wouldn't have got to the net last Asian Cup if it was under the smaller um, iterations. And both of those teams have gone on to bigger and better things. Vietnam 
contested World Cup qualification and look in a healthy state at the moment. The only thing that's kind of bugging me is the fact that 24 doesn't really work for a uh, format formatting perspective. Um, and it makes, from, from my perspective, um, a bit more of a negative uh, group stage because you get into a case where teams play Iran or they play the bigger teams and just try and keep, um, keep the score down. And that will be enough to kind of progress. Um, and there's always a, you can you can progress with three points out of three games, which I don't think really it doesn't prioritise attacking football for me. So I don't think the group stages are actually that exciting. But I do think the wider context of development in Asia um, is a positive for it. Yes, I completely agree with uh, with Martin. I think if we want uh, Asian football to develop, we we needed uh, that uh, that stage, uh, that step with the 24 teams to to allow smaller countries, but passionate, smaller in football, to to play and and compete and and progress. And maybe in 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 a, in a few years we'll see some 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 new countries uh, with um, with good football. From underscore fresh insta feed underscore. Uh, Danielle, I'll let you answer this first. Uh, this is an interesting one. We haven't even gotten really into the actual individual players on the squad or the potential players for the Asian Cup squad yet. So with this question, underscore fresh insta feed uh, underscore asks us, what players need favorable moves to earn a spot in time for the Asian Cup squad? What kind of players need that favorable move, do we think, Daniel? Well, we can uh, freshly talk about uh, uh, someone Rodus uh, that uh, will leave uh, Brentford this summer. We, we just uh, read the statement uh, today from uh, Brentford. So, for example, some someone is a great example. He he's playing right now in the best uh, league in the world, but he doesn't have a spot uh, in uh, in the start in Team Ellie starting eleven. So, I think he could really earn. Um, a deserved spot in uh, Team Milly. He also has to improve um, his performance uh, with Team Milly, but with a with a move with a move to another club. And like uh, for example, Alirzo Jahanbarsh play regularly, scored. Maybe it will be a lower league. I don't think uh, he will get an offer in Premier League, but at least uh, he will have regular football. He's twenty nine, almost thirty, and he needs to play regularly well and he will be playing in the champions league uh this coming uh year uh, if he retains a, a, in the regular rotation yes, Ali Reza, yes. for for Feyenoord they just won the uh Eredivisie in 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 uh, the the Dutch league uh they just won it just a couple hours ago as as of the time of this uh recording and Saman Kudus is a great point because we were expecting him to be maybe the starting rotation or at least play majority of the matches in the World Cup. That didn't happen. Uh, he came on late against the U.S., uh, maybe a little bit disappointing considering the touches in the, uh, in, in the attacking third that, that he got. He didn't deliver. Uh, Ari, I'm, I'm curious if you uh, agree with that and what more players that you would mention with this. Oh, you know, the thing is, Samson, I, I think if you know me well, you know that I cannot stand transfer windows. I can't trans I just don't like transfer rumors. It's just not my thing. But this time around, this this summer, I think transfers are really important when it comes to the Iran national team players for a number of reasons. A lot of players are underachieving big time or 
they're st- they're becoming extremely stagnant in their in their club football. Players like Said Zatolahi, I mean, this guy's been where has he been for the last couple of years? He's been in Qatar. He played in the second tier of Danish football. I mean, who has ever watched a second tier Danish football match? I mean, if you've if you've if you've ever watched it, I'll give you a hundred pound right now. Like I can guarantee you, you have. And if you have, like that's some commitment. And this guy, he's got too much talent to be playing in that league. I think everyone would agree. At this moment, he's got to, and we keep saying this about him. He's got talent, talent, talent. But he has to move this summer. There is no doubt in my mind. If he stays another six months and he's still playing there, because by the way, his contract expires during the Asian Cup. If he stays during the Asian Cup, it's just ridiculous. And I know they got promoted. I know they got into the Danish first tier. But even so, he's got to be playing at a better league. You know, and there's players like Sardar who. You know, we know he's not had um, you know, the, the best of seasons. Uh, you know, in Germany, he he, I think he'll look for a move. He tried to get one in the winter transfer window with Marseille. Uh, I think he needs one. I think he needs a move. I don't think that that Xabi Alonso is kind of giving him the trust that he kind of wants to have, or maybe deserves to have. To some extent, he played all right after the World Cup, and then Taremi, I think, needs a step up. Uh, I think he's you know, not had the kind of glorious season that he's had the last few years. He's He's been all right, but I think he needs a, a new challenge. I think he needs a new challenge abroad, somewhere Premier League potentially, uh, somewhere that is going to give him a little bit of a step in competition. I don't know how many more years Taremi has in his legs. I think he's getting to that stage now where he needs to consider, you know, somewhere that is going to challenge him, but he might not be a starter, potentially. Um. And then I think players like someone could do, you know, has to go somewhere again, playing time as as um, as Daniel said. Um, I think lastly, I'm gonna probably mention Corizade. Uh, I think had a great World Cup. Um, he was scammed by Charlevoix, deciding a five year deal should never have happened. Um, had went out alone to 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 Kaiser, Um, sorry to um, uh, what was she did he go to again? Uh, Kasim Pasha in Turkey, and played a couple of games. Got injured, so he needs a move that's gonna again get him game time. But he's been he's not been playing. I don't see how it's gonna happen for him. I, th- I think he's back back to Charlevoix again, back to the drawing board. So these players need moves. Um, but. I, I really hope they get it as soon as possible because it's important for the national team as well. Ari, you talk about the club players underachieving or staying stagnant at, a, at an underachieving level. That's the story of of Iran's legionnaires or or if they don't even want to leave uh, Iran. That's, well, that's been going on for a while. You're right, you're right. But I think there was a moment in the last couple of years where we were thinking, oh, these players are doing really well and they're, you know, they're, they're building a, a great resume for themselves in Europe. You know, look at guys like Shahab Zahedi, who he's playing in. Uh, he got a little bit unlucky, you know, with COVID, and he went out to, and obviously did the war with Ukraine and Russia, and now he's went out to playing in in Hungary, and he's not getting game time because his club don't want to commit to a certain amount of games because if they do play him so many times, then they have to buy him. You know what I mean? And it's like he, he's a bit unlucky, and he's been he's actually top goal scorer for his club, but they won't play him. Uh, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's that on um, there's that thing, there's a bit of not luck in the side of the players, but also there's there is this I think 
I don't know what you think, Martin. You know, we 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 say it as Iranians quite a lot, and I don't know if it's if it's always great to to see it as an Iranian. It's better to see it as a non-Iranian that we feel like the Iranian players playing abroad don't get the same opportunities um, when it comes to signing for big clubs that maybe a Japanese player would get or a South Korean player would get. Maybe it's just a preference. I don't know. But what do you think regarding that? No, I, 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 you agree to a certain extent in terms of, from a generalist point of view, I think that's the same for Asian footballers in general. But what's going to break through that glass ceiling? It, what it needs is for the kind of pinnacle of Iranian footballers to go out and succeed. And we've seen that kind of, I think Japanese footballers generally, I think Premier League, if we take that for example, I think there was a hesitancy from Premier League teams to go after Japanese players because of the, the failures that have happened previously. Um, but also that kind of concern that they're very stereotypical. Well, we, we'll get them in if they're going to be work-hardy players. They're going to be these sort of players. And then kind of Kara Matoma has gone there and kind of smashed that kind of myth out of the water. And I think now we'll see to a summer um, extent where Premier League teams will start to look at the J1 um, and go, well, what kind of talents are there? Because Matoma came from that perspective. So I think if you saw kind of Taremi um, hit, hit the headlines coming into the Premier League and starting to hit the ground running straight away, there would be that myth away from kind of what Iranian football is and start to actually physically look at that. And that's the explosion of kind of African football 20, 30 years ago in terms of a couple of players who dominated the World Cup um, and then came over to England. And then it was all of a sudden people's eyes um, were open to the perspective. Um, and I, I I think this is across Asia. There's a, there's loads of places that Vietnam, for example, with uh, Nguyen Kang Hai, who's a, an immensely talented footballer, should be playing at the highest um, kind of level of uh, play. But it took him so long to get a European club to actually take an advantage of him. But that takes the player to be brave as well. They're not going to go there on big money straight away. They're going to have to go there and build their time. And I think that's it's a long wait for that. Um, but Iran definitely aren't alone in that. We've seen it. We've seen it with right, Iranian players, you know, going to Europe, staying for six months, going back to Iran. You know, Mohebi went to 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 Portugal. Morgan Lowe, same. Merkad Mohammadi went to Portugal. You know, we've seen it with quite a lot of players. They don't take that kind of that kind of difficulties that players like Jahanbach took. You know, went to the second year of Dutch football. Um, you know, but. Guys like Majid Hosseini, he's out of contract in, in Turkey just now. Yeah, he could get a move in the summer, a, a big move potentially in the summer. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens regarding that. Guys, uh, we'll go with one more fan question. Uh, this came from Twitter. Uh, Ashutosh Penzi asks us, uh, who does Iran think as the most difficult opponent in this AFC Asian Cup? There's, a, there's several. <laughs> uh, also, what kind of approach, like playing style, should we expect from Iran, knowing what the group, uh, what the group uh, opponents will be, can they play more freely in an Asian Cup as opposed to a World Cup? They won't be trying to contain uh, Grealish and Kane, that's for sure. Well, it is a it is a, a cup. It is not a, a league, so you you your approach should be really different than when you're playing forty for thirty eight games to 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 win a, to win the the trophy. So. I think uh, during a cup, you should be very pragmatic and uh, mentally at your top. Uh, you should be really aggressive during uh, during each game and really uh, 
um, not letting the the opposition breath for example when we look at the at the final between uh, okay it was very high level but the final of the the last world cup between france and argentina france uh, didn't even play for almost 80 minutes they were um, under siege uh, each time they had the ball uh, one or two or three argentinians were um, pushing them attacking them and and really they were putting a high pressure and they scored really quickly and i think uh, um, when iran will will be facing a, a tough opponent like a Japan or South Korea, they will need to 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 have this mentality like uh, Argentina had uh, during the World Cup. They should be really pragmatic and really aggressive to to really um, yeah put in danger the the opponent. I think it's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, I think from what I saw in the last two friendlies for Iran, uh, and also what our great analyst uh, posted on his Instagram stories after the game. Uh, he they want to play a high pressing style of football. They want to be quite aggressive and they want to go out and press teams and win the ball back as soon as possible, uh, which is great because it's obviously it's what it's what you want from a modern football team. But that kind of style of, of football only comes with time. You have to put time and effort into it, and you need to play against good teams that are going to give you. That that opportunity to go and press them. I don't think a, a team like Afghanistan is going to keep the ball, you know, and then make you go and press them. It's not going to happen. So the the problem with that style is that we need to prepare for it. Um, and I think Alan Lee, I would like you know what I would I would love to see if 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 I would personally want to see Alan Lee, you know, make a decision whether he takes a team. That is gonna do a job for you. You know, you got to play Jahan Bash, Kaiman Sarifard, you know, the experienced heads, and a few young players to just play in the squad. Ely does that, or the other option is you go in and you say, you know, the older players, the old guard are done with. I'm gonna bring a new crop in, and you just commit to it, which is obviously it's a really big risk that, but the reality is, as I said before, the Asian Cup cannot be Iran's number one priority at this stage. It just can't. You know, looking at the overall picture, the priority is the World Cup. And if you can if he can push through and, and really take a young team and guys like Yodegar Rostami playing in Port in Poland Polish uh, first tier played just did made his debut for Progon recently. Uh players uh like uh the two players with the Kalmar, I forgot their names, uh Mota Motagareb, I can't remember a sec he's got a really long name. Um you know, all these players, you know, if they can get into the national team and, and become uh, regular national team players over a, a long period of time, it would be so much better than, you know, if you rely on Kari Mansari for another five years. You know what I mean? It's just impossible to do so. Um, but I don't see that happening. I think he'll go in with a kind of typical Kari Mansari Fard, Haiz Safi team. <laughs> yeah, I... stage. I think it is a great point that uh, we need to to look at this Asian Cup as as a step, but we need to look uh, much much farther. We, we we need to look at the World Cup and to build uh, a group, uh, a real team uh, of uh, great players, young and um, experienced, and not only have a short term uh, point of view with uh, the Asian Cup and try to win the Asian Cup. We know we don't have the preparation. Uh, we know we don't have. 
everything ready yet for it so it's better to have a, a long-term point of view on this matter well speaking of fantastic preparation uh for the asian cup uh, iran uh firstly has the kafa championship within a month away that is june 10th through the 20th they are drawn with kyrgyzstan and afghanistan the other group is uzbekistan as one of the hosts Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and the invitee Oman. I guess it just didn't really materialize with inviting Russia to this. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's curious to see what uh, what Iran, what squad Iran brings to that. Uh, whether you just try to get the head start with the the training for the Asian Cup, or do you try to bring a more uh, experimental squad to try to you know, just get some decent experience there. Uh, Martin, I, I wonder if you have looked at this uh, CAFA championship going on next month at all, and if anything stands out. I mean, it gives a good chance at exposure for some of these smaller Central Asian countries and Oman. Um, but what, what do you take from this? Well, it's uh, it's been a tournament long in the the making, as such as the first senior opportunity for the CAFA to bring together a senior tournament for it, and a lot of that, even though the the official kind of uh, uh, official line is that they, there wasn't um, an international window that was free for the last 10 or so years when they could have done it. The main reason behind this was to woo Russia and kind of bring them across to the AFC. In the end, I think Russia tried to play kind of all hands as much as try to keep UEFA happy, keep the AFC happy, but their their big goals are to go to the uh, go to UEFA. Um, if and when that kind of opportunity arises, which doesn't look likely at the moment. So in the end, go, they backed go, out. Go back to UEFA or jump yeah. to the AFC? Yeah, go back to UEFA. They they know in the in the heart of hearts that the AFC option is there. I think that the vast majority of the AFC membership would vote them through. They knew that they've got the AXCO um, back in. The concerns being monetary in terms of once you've left UEFA you lose that kind of uh, monetary hold you lose that kind of access to obviously the best market in world football there was a lot of concern especially from um, members of the R Russian Premier League who didn't want this to kind of happen so I think over the last six months it's been a case of um, showing UEFA oh look we've got options we can go elsewhere if you want us to and I think UEFA in the way that they are at the moment and how geopolitics is working they they're stuck they can they're going to wait until the war is concluded and kind of sensibility across the region is going to actually uh, resemble so there was the hope that russia would come into this cup for nations cup and be the kind of lightning rod behind the region and kind of growth within that sport uh but they backed out probably predictably because there's been quite a lot of outcry within russia about the standard of football especially in central asia let alone the rest of asia but it does. It gives us the opportunity for getting these uh, teams back together. There's there's talk about um, a joint bid in the Central Asian region for the Asian Cup um, in the next ten years, which would be interesting. But it's going to be very much um, a difficult kind of uh, route. I think Iran are going to stand out as a kind of a significant team within it if they bring their all their players to it. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, kind of a younger shaped form uh, squad gets taken. In terms of the group stage itself, Kyrgyzstan. Uh, are in development. They are got, they've qualified for the Asian Cup, but they've got a new coach now, Stefan Tarkovic, and it's a it's a rebuild job. 
Um, so I wouldn't expect that to be necessarily the difficultest um, proposition, even though uh, they're playing at home at Bishkek. So I think that will have its own elements to it. And Afghanistan, again, are a massive rebuild. They were kind of, they've got a new coach again coming through. They've really had some hammer blows to them as well. So I don't think it's the, the most glamorous thing for Iranian football to go into, but it offers that opportunity of whether they want to be more associated with Central Asia um, compared to other areas of of Asia. I think it's more political rather than something that we're going to get into a quality standard of football. Yeah, if you'll allow me, Samson, yeah, just on, ahead, that, yeah. on that guy's name that I didn't mention properly there, his name's Orashe Motagarev Jafarpur. That's how you say it. There you go. Just for everyone wondering if I can't say the guy's name, I can say it, but it's quite a hard name to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, closing this out, guys, uh, we have plenty more coming in, in the next couple of weeks. So we'll do an episode recapping uh, Iranian legionnaires, uh, how this season has gone. Uh, what moves that could be happening? Uh, we for for one thing, we have to uh, celebrate uh, Alireza Jahanbakhsh's uh, uh, title, just one with Feyenoord, and also um, with uh, Dino Zagreb. Uh, we had uh, Moharami. 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 Uh, yeah. So those two those two teams will be back in the Champions League uh, for sure. Uh, whether those players will be back with them, that's another conversation that we will indeed. Be having we'll also of course have uh the preview of the kappa championship and what accessibility we'll have in watching that we'll provide you with all the info necessary that will be coming up uh in the coming week so please stay tuned we also uh welcome you to please like share and subscribe on youtube that is uh, a a big pride for us building up our youtube platform uh, we also give you opportunity to donate to us on patreon it it gives us a huge heads up and being uh, available for episodes like this, having the proper equipment to bring you the best episodes possible and all of the good the uh, good content uh, for that. So with that, uh, guys, I uh, appreciate you joining me. And uh, uh, if uh, any, any last words uh, from Arya and Danielle? No, thanks again to Martin for coming on. Danielle, Samson, appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, um, stay tuned for the next episode. I'm looking forward to speaking to some of these journalists from uh, Palestine, UAE, and Hong Kong. And uh, yeah, thanks all for bringing us on. Yeah, uh, Danielle Kyle, one of our regular panelists, coming on more and more often. Always appreciate your insight, Danielle. Thank you very much. And of course, Martin Lowe uh, at uh, Martin underscore Lowe. Uh, underscore, I believe, on Twitter, right? Give him a follow. He is uh, one of the best experts you can go to on the rest of Asia itself. Martin, thanks again for your time today. No, thank you for inviting me. I've really had a enjoy with discussion and hopefully we'll um, speak again ahead of the Asian Cup or even the Kappa Cup, I suppose. Um, any help with that will be um, welcome. Yep, definitely. And uh, for our listeners and viewers, especially on YouTube uh, and all of our other podcast platforms, thanks again, and we'll see you in the next occasion for another Gold Design Podcast. I play football for Gifsunswag and you're listening to Golbazan Podcast.